this is Clyde Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets, as we do every weekend. If this is your first week, yeah, it could happen. We've been here a decade. Well, not exactly here, but we've been around for a long... We've been doing this for a long time. Mm -hmm. And we welcome you. We have a whole gang of people. uh, We'd like to refer to them as our family, our dream team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Uh, you have to you have to get down and genuflect when you're in front of him. I don't know. Uh, you you probably don't know. Yeah, only just, you. Is that only oh, me? Yeah. Bobby, you don't have to do uh, that? He doesn't make you do that? Hell, seriously. Me? <laughs> he does it to us. Okay. You make me laugh. <laughs> Uh, Vinny Penn. <laughs> Vinny Penn is on the way. He really makes us laugh. Animal communicator Joy Turner is bridging that gap between you and your animal. Susan Sims with Fido-Friendly Travel Talk. Bobby, you're actually working on Michael Vick News. Apparently, the season for the Philadelphia Eagles not going so well so far. Well, right? and yeah, he, he had an interesting greeting on his first road game, and, and it cracks me up because some people actually did what I suggested. Oh, oh no. They marked no. at him. Oh, hey, listen, when Bobby suggests something, you know, if she, if she said drive off yeah, a cliff, don't, would you don't, don't take do it that. literally, right. yes. She's Seriously, people, you know, don't try Just this at all. Look at the source. Come on, guys. One eight six. Thank you, Judy, because really, people should consider that, first and foremost. 405-8405. Hi, Joy. How are you doing? I'm wonderful, Hal. How about yourself? Very good. The phone seemed to be ringing white hot today for you. Well, that's a good thing. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Good. Where are you? I'm in Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee, Florida. Beautiful day there. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. Well, you're on with animal communicator Joy Turner. Hello. Hi, Joy. Hi. Thanks so much for taking my call. You're very welcome. Can you tell me who you'd like to talk to? Oh, Roxy. Um, Roxy's our 11-year-old chow German Shepherd mix, and we had to have her put to sleep last week. And the thing, the thing would happen, it happened so quickly. Um, she was fine in the evening, I thought, and then by the time I took her out for a walk a couple hours later, she was just extremely sick, and we rushed her to the pet emergency. And the doctor thought she'd be okay, but did an x-ray and find out she had she was bloated and her stomach was twisted in two places. And he said she had to have surgery or she wouldn't survive. But he didn't think she'd even make it through surgery, so we made the decision to have her euthanized, which was terrible, and it was so quick, and I was kind of in shock. So this was only a week and a half ago, and um, I just, you know, I didn't really have a chance to say goodbye to her. So I just wanted to see if, you know, she, she, you know, she didn't feel abandoned by us. Well, she came into my awareness as you were talking about her, and she's so soft and gentle with us. She wants you to know she understood what was going on while it was happening. She knew that what you were doing, you were doing in her best interest. Mm-hmm. And she's fine now. She said she never could ever feel abandoned by you. <laughs> Good. That yeah, we we um, we, we uh, got her when she was a year and a half, um, and she was um, she had been abused um, terribly. We I mean we didn't know where she came from. I picked her up at a shelter, and I mean every time you go to pet her, she'd duck her head. And we had her for eleven years, so she had some health issues. So I think she had a, a good long life. But um, we missed her, and she was so precious, and she was so timid and sweet. And um, 
our golden retriever's having a kind of a hard time without her, so we're all kind of struggling. I just wanted to see if she was okay and knew that we loved her and missed her. She said she's perfect, and she wants to tell you thank you for loving her and thank you for giving her the life that you did. She really couldn't have asked for anything better than you've provided to her. That's great. And she says she needs to get her friend another dog. <laughs> really? There you go. Yes. Okay. He's he's re, he's resorted to playing with the two cats in my vet. Said, oh, he, he can't do that. He needs a puppy. He needs another dog. Yes, he does. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much, Joy. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks for your call, Elizabeth. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Animal Radio, baby. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets, the whole gang. Here to answer your questions, Dr. Debbie with your vet medical questions. How are you doing, Doc? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you noticed I got my hair done, lost the pigtails, went short. <laughs> well, I noticed today you look like a yeah, doctor. Yeah, you're all dressed up. Yeah, what is that? Is that a photographer following you around? Does- yes, yes. Yeah, we're having a little uh, local uh, coverage on the newspaper. So, yeah, they want to see the Doc Debbie in action here. <laughs> Do they know that you usually dress in a uh, uh, like a T-shirt and you have your hair up usually and stuff like that? <laughs> uh- well, I think they probably think it's more glamorous than what I really am. <laughs> You're really the only one of the team here that has a face for anything other than radio. We're all pretty motley crew, <laughs> but you, uh, you're a good-looking gal and a great doctor. If you want to talk to Doctor Debbie at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, holler at us now. Or Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, uh, animal communicator Joy Turner, Vinny Penn, Susan Sims, Bobby, working feverishly on news and twittering away as we speak right now. We're all here for you. And you know, I'm always talking about Ladybug, who's back asleep now, but uh, also sleeping. Here in the studio, I must mention, is Boog, the studio cat. He's always here joining us. <laughs> and he sleeps a lot. Now, I understand cats, they sleep, what, 65% of the day? Is that correct, Doc? Yeah, that's that's correct. And although it seems like a lot more than that, doesn't it? It sure does, really, every time. And they're low maintenance because of that. And, uh, well, it seems like. they. Uh, I guess they're not always sleeping. They're just in sort of that idle mode where if something happens, they can get up and jump. Yeah, Absolutely, they conserve energy. It's, it's like a perfect creature, really. I mean, when you think about it, dogs expend tons of energy. Cats just kind of sit back and wait. Well, it's, like, it's like your computer when it goes to sleep and yes. it's not really turned off. Yes. Yes. The energy saver mode. Yes. And they, of course, uh, you know, a lot of people think they're nocturnal. They're not nocturnal. They're, they actually, uh, nocturnal means that they're active at night, uh-huh. and they actually are active in the mornings and in the evenings, twilight, uh, just before dawn and just in the evenings. And other animals that are like this, other mammals, are dogs, deer, moose, rabbits, chinchillas, ferrets, guinea pigs, hamsters, skunk, mice, and rats. All very much alike there. Wow. Let's go back to the phones, one 405 with Dr. Debbie and Pam. Hey, Pam. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you today? Uh, we're traveling in Wyoming. Traveling in Wyoming. Sounds like it should be a book. How are the animals? The animals are good. They're laying down, enjoying the ride. Okay. Well, right Very here, good. Right here is Dr. Debbie. Maybe she can help you out. Yeah, hi. Yeah, we how are a- you? I'm good, thank you. 
We have a three-and-a-half, three-year-old Shih Tzu male who's been sick since he was a puppy and house-trained completely. And over the last three, three weeks, he's been choosing to lift his legs on any type of plastic he can find in the house. Hmm. And just randomly, like he lifted his leg on the fridge the other day. <laughs> wow. And you said you have two dogs? Yes, we have a female who's five and then the male. And no other new pets in the home? No. He's okay. fine. And is she spayed? He's in the vet. Yes, he is. Okay. Okay. And uh, so he went to see the vet uh, recently when, when you had this concern? Well, he went in for his shots, and I talked to the vet about it, and she didn't really have a clue. He's healthy. He's just, you know, had a physical, and he's doing fine, but it's just mm-hmm. been like the last three weeks. If, like, if you're bringing in groceries and you set your bags down to go get more, by the time mm-hmm. you're in the house, he's peed on the bags. Okay. And does he do um, anything else as far as behaviorally around the house? Is he pretty even-tempered? Do you have any concerns or problems with him with new people around the house? No, they're very loving, caring. You know, people come over, they're excited, they don't bite. They're, he's a very good dog. Okay. All right. I guess the first thing, and, and kind of, we've had kind of a theme of pee calls lately, it seems. But uh, the first thing that I always want to do, and a physical exam is great and it's very important, but if we are having abnormal urine um, activities, and uh, this would certainly categorize that, I want to I want to make sure I check a urine sample. Um, because believe it or not, just the other day in my office, I saw a dog that had been peeing inappropriately for years, and the family just thought that's what the dog did. And we discovered he had stone all over the place in his urinary tract. So sometimes things can cause this on a gradual, intermittent basis and in different contexts. So um, in your situation, it sounds like he's marking and it sounds like he's um, displaying his territory or showing some kind of behavioral trigger to that. So while I think a a medical problem is less likely, I want to make sure you check for it because that that has given him the benefit of the doubt. But otherwise, there are certainly dogs that we see that they will start urine marking when they get to several years of age and um, if he's completely house trained and he has been so then we really look at what's his motivation and what's his trigger and we got to recognize that this is a normal behavior in the dog world he's just not recognizing that we don't want him to do this um, inside the home um, so the big things that I'm going to ask you to do is the first and the foremost thing is we cannot leave him out of our sight and unsupervised in those moments when he can get to those things. And it sounds horrible, but the reality is if he's away from us and he has that opportunity um, that it can happen and you have no way of correcting that behavior. Um, a lot of dogs that do this and that there's not a medical problem and they're actually marking in areas, I like to look at if there's particular areas that are um, high traffic areas, um, if they're by doors, feeding areas, um, if there are special zones of the house where the dog is feeling like they're marking um, an aspect of the home, as, such as when people enter or leave the home. It's all and over. A lot of, 
all over. There's no, there's no uh, discrimination there. It's everywhere. Right. So really, I would say I would put him on strict confinement. If you're not with him, I'd keep him in a crate. And right. if uh, he's not in the crate and around you during the day while you're working around the house, put him on a short leash just to give him a little bit of freedom by your side. But you can keep him right with you and keep him under close close watch. Um, okay. For a lot of male dogs with this, I will actually turn to some anti-anxiety medicines. Um, and I've had some good success with dogs that have done this um, as adult dogs. And uh, um, that would be something that you know we'd want to first make sure he's healthy, but then talk to your veterinarian about getting on some different anxiety medicines. Um, there's several out there. Um, my favorite actually tends to be Prozac, believe it or not, um, oh, that I have a lot of good success with dogs. And we can wean them off of that if we see response. The other thing okay. I will use is my pheromones and I love my pheromones <laughs> the scent hormones that help to exude a sense of calm in pets that are having anxiety or behavior problems for dogs you can get those in collars you can get them in sprays you can get them in plugins that go in the wall that would definitely be something that I would do for you and, okay. Uh, I do know, I do know some behaviorists that use something called a belly band. I I'm not a huge fan of it, but basically it's a way of keeping like a almost like a tight diaper or girdle on so that they don't urinate around the house. They urinate on themselves, and then you have to change the band. I, I'm not a huge fa- fan of that. I uh, I like to get to the source of the problem rather than just put a ditty on them. <laughs> okay. So you got some work there. Yes, well, I'm, I am going to plan on keeping him off the leash near me because it is, I mean, he could have just been outside and will come back in and lift his leg on something, so mm-hmm. yeah. It's, yeah, it's very random. Yeah, and I guess, you know, the big thing also we need to recognize is this is a, it is a normal behavior, but we're not doing this out of, you know, spite or trying to get even. It's really just a displaced behavior in the wrong context. So dogs are smart. They just don't always know the right situation when they're supposed to be having these behaviors. It's our job to help them out. So thank you so much for your call. Good luck with this problem, and hopefully we're helping other pee problems out there. This is Dr. Debbie. Give us a call at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. 
That's your dog telling you to visit JoyPetProducts.com. Your dog doesn't want to be cold and wet this winter any more than you do. Visit JoyPetProducts.com where you'll find the original Goose Down filled doggy coat. Your dog will enjoy the lightweight warmth and comfort and you'll love the easy wear, easy care. When it's not as cold, pick up a perfect fit embroidered hoodie in designs to fit every dog's personality. All of our items are made in the USA and Canada to fit tiny toys to larger breeds. JoyPetProducts.com. Superior quality, great style, happy dogs. Animal Radio is brought to you by Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. This healthy helping of Animal Radio brought to you by Blue, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family with Blue. Thanks, guys. 1-866-405-8405. If this is your first weekend joining us, I know, hard to believe, a decade going strong, and uh, we still get new listeners every week. Woo-hoo. We have the whole lineup here is Dr. Debbie. She answers your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard with your most vexing dog problems. Vinny Penn making a little ha, 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 putting a smile on your face. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Susan Sims with Travel Talk. Uh, Bobby working on news. We all love our animals. We're all here at this time every weekend to celebrate that connection. We have, which one are we going to? Three? Okay, Margo. Hi, Margo. Hi. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm well, thank you, and I thank you so much for the call because I have a big animal behavior problem. I keep inheriting dogs, and I'm up to six now. And the one, the one that just came into the mix is a puppy, and he's a German Shepherd and Coonhound mix. Uh-huh. And he's fine, but he's a little bit of a rough player. And I've got two small Pomeranians. One is seven pounds, and he plays rough, and she will growl. Well, I also, the dog I inherited from a, a friend who lost her house two years ago, oh. um, Lilo, is a, an Australian Shepherd, 42 pounds, and she has started to attack my Pomeranian when the Pom tries to keep the new puppy down. Mm. <laughs> and I am so afraid she's going to get hurt, and I don't know how to control this situation. What do you think, I'm afraid okay. to leave my house. So here is the uh, here is the deal. Uh, first of all, I would like to a little bit put put for me in the simple terms. Um, you have a situation when one of your dog is uh, wants to put Pomeranian in the place, and another dog gets into the picture and try to attack Pomeranian. Am I right or wrong? Well, actually, the Pomeranian tries to put the puppy in its place because now the new puppy is. At literally five times the Pomeranian size, and he's only four months old. When she growls and jumps at him, he will back off and leave her alone. So, Australian Shopper tried to put uh, tried to put pressure on uh, the Pomeranian in in the time when Pomeranian wants to discipline your new arrival. Am I right? Yes, exactly. First, first we're dealing with the pack behavior, and we de- we're dealing with the breed traits. Why Australian Shepherd to do that? Because I mean, uh, your your uh, first of all, Pomeranians are nuts in generally. They run around, they just bark and all these things, which is uh, activating Australian Shepherd natural herding instinct. If anything is moving, needs to be caught, needs to be caught, and everything is mo- if, if if needs to be caught, needs to be killed and eaten. In order to stop 
this from happening. Number one, sometimes behaviorists will suggest, oh, just they will work it out. I mean, just leave them alone. I don't buy that stuff. You know why? Because you are also a member of that pack, and that's the you can you can vote for yourself to be or pack member or pack leader. If you want to be pack leader, pack leader is assuming police function. So as the police officer of the pack, you should correct Australian Shepherd uh, for acting this way. And of course, Poppy needs to be corrected ever. Uh, you, my first order would be my first order would be stop Australian Shopper, and I would see if the German Shopper will learn, uh, not not harass Pomeranians. That would be my first first priority order of priorities. How to do how to stop Australian Shopper humanely and effectively? Of course, it was my favorite device by name. Pet Convincer, PetConvincer.com, one convincing air blast, that behavior in the past. Let the Pomeranian and the new puppy work it out to some degree, and I would stop uh, Australian Shopper with the product by Pet Convincer. Now, how do I, when the fight is going on, when the... I would, I would, do, I would listen, Mark, I would, I would act before the fights. Do, do you know what the best time to correct the dog for chasing the cat? Not when the dog is already chasing the cat. I'm, I'm talking in, in, a, in allegoric language. When the dog is thinking about chasing the cat. So you know what? You have that pet convincer in your hands, and you, you look at the situation and say, make my day, guys, instead of just thinking, oh, God, please, don't do that, because Vladi promised me you're not going to happen. No, you have attitude. Make my day. Go fight. I'm ready right now. And as soon as, as soon as, as soon as your Australian shepherd just thinking about this, you suddenly... Scream, ah, and spray that air toward Australia Shopper. And Australia Shopper going to run away from the situation with the speed of Russian satellite guided missile. From that time, you say, good girl, and continue to observe situation. But, you know, I, I, it's funny because little Drew, the, the little palm, has grown up around 90-pound dogs. My other two are 90, and then she's got her sibling. And, and so she's not the least bit of, she's not like any other Tom I've ever seen. She's kind of the alpha dog. And then this, this is the first time she's lived with this shepherd for two years. But for some reason, the shepherd seems to be taking it on when she corrects the puppy and, and pretty much tells the new puppy who outweighs her so much, don't play rough with me. The shepherd, uh, the new Aussie, the, now the Aussie's getting in and, Attacking her and hurting her, getting her down, and he—he truly, she truly goes after. Margo, Margo, I already explained to you in the plain English. I wish I could explain you in the Russian, but you will not understand. Australian Shepherd has a hurting instinct. Okay, oh. your your Pomeranian, it's a, her barking and moving back and forth is really activating that instinct in Australian Shepherd. Probably she also competing with Pomeranian for the status of the pack. You you have a whole pack behavior here. You know, regarding the new puppy, German Shepherd puppy. And Pomeranian, I would, uh, because it's, they're not good, according to what you're telling me, uh, they, are in, they are trying to work it out, so there is no harm down. So I would allow that continue on a little bit. But I would really keep, keep my Australian shopper away from the picture. Now, if, if you're not 
not confident in your skills, I would also, as the double insurance, put the leash or close line behind Australian shopper. So if you use your device, at the worst case scenario, you could grab not her by the collar to pull her away, by the leash or the rope, or I would put her in the crate uh, and let uh, Pomeranian and German Shepherd Poppy be around. So see what's going to happen. If she's going to bark in the crate, you can snap the crate. You can use pet convincer to stop her. If she's accepting their behavior, if she's accepting Pomeranian bark, 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 and she doesn't make any noises, you tell her, good girl, Shepherd, and give her some treats. You know, you have to be the leader and alpha of whole pack. And the, if you are the alpha, you are the one who disciplined the pack. Your Australian Shepherd has no business to discipline the pack. Show her so it's not her business. You have to act assertively in the situation when Australian shopper decide to take a charge. Okay, Margot, I would like you to try it. Uh, we have we we have a dilemma. We always have a two uh, way of resolving that dilemma, or keep complaining about this dilemma, which not gonna work, and it's not will resolve the dilemma, or take the actions. Put the leash on your Australian shopper and just use these techniques. Act before she acts as she looks about lunging. You lunge on her and see what's going to happen. Would you give your pet CPR if they needed it? Muzzle to muzzle. Well, a survey says you would, certainly. I would. Mouth you? to snout, I would. I've actually I seen... I sure hope so. I, I would hope most of our listeners would do that. I would think, in. yeah, you wouldn't think about it twice if you're an animal radio listener. Uh, I've seen you, Judy, jump out in front of a car to save your dog. Yeah, uh-huh. they, she was so little and she got out in traffic and they couldn't see her. So I went out there and held up traffic until I got her out of the road. Well, this new Associated Press survey says we'd give our animals muzzle to muzzle if we needed to, and that 58% of us know how to. I've been in this business for a while. I would like to think that I knew how to, but I don't <laughs> uh, know. I know. We're guilty. We'll have to do a quick lesson here. Is it, is it different than humans, Doc? You know, it's basically the similar concept, um, but instead of mouth-to-mouth, we're doing mouth-to-snout. So that's the difference. You want to keep the mouth closed, and you uh, want to um, make sure you're directing that right into the nose. Okay, this is yeah. something that I understand the Red Cross, your local chapter, has lessons if you want to learn a little uh, more about that. classes. We'll put some information up at the website at uh, animalradio.com. Which one are we going to, Judy? We're going to line two. Hi, Brad. How are you? We have a uh, yellow lab. Uh, he'll be two years old in December. And uh, uh-huh. he's eating his own stool. Every morning we'll let him out and, uh, you know, he goes to the bathroom before he eats. And when he gets done eating, he'll run right back out and eat the pile, you know, as soon as he wow. lets back. Maybe he's into recycling or just trying to save you <laughs> some money. He's he a is. green dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm worried about, you know, is that sanitary if he comes back in, he licks you or whatever, you know, I mean, health problems, mm-hmm. anything like that. What can we do? Well, I mean, it's basically a really nasty habit. So, um, but there could be some concerns if, yes, if he's eating his feces and then he's coming over and kissing you in the face, there's the potential for passing um, parasites to people that way. Um, I'd say the first thing we'd want to really work on is some of the motivation for why dogs do this. And it's a great question because we always think that it's a distasteful thing, but dog poop, for some reason, is immensely attractive to, uh, to dogs to eat. Um, it comes from a, like a basic habit that they pick up from their mom when they're little. Um, so we want to intervene with that um, and try to not make it a game. So if you catch them in the act, we're not going to necessarily make a big deal about it and try to um, correct him. We're going to try to redirect that behavior and that attention to something else. So we want to pick up the poop right away. Um, and you also want to um, try to limit his time out 
outside. When he's outdoors, you want to keep him under close observation. So keep him on a leash. Um, keep him close and supervise that potty activity. Um, some folks have some good results with things like um, cayenne pepper um, or dressing the stool with something really foul-tasting as if poop he didn't think <laughs> tasted bad enough. Um, those things may help for some pets. Um, but for others, I'll actually use products called uh, Forbid, Deter. They're basically types of um, supplements that you put into the pet's food that imparts a bad taste to the poop as it comes out the back way. So um, those are very useful. Um, you just have to be vigilant about that. Okay. And... Uh, um, but really, the big thing is when you catch him in the act, we're not going to yell at him because he's okay. going to pick up that turd oh. and run the other way with it, and it's going to ah. become a huge game. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to turn it into but a game. Okay. Exactly. We don't want that. And then also want to make sure that you've got, Brad, that you've got your baby on a good deworming program. Um, so if he's not already on a monthly heartworm preventative that has a deworming in it, you want to um, make sure he's getting that done. Because anytime we have this behavior and they're ingesting fecal matter, that's um, a potential for that cycle to continue. All right. Okay. Give that a shot. Let us know how it works. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. This is Animal Radio. Yeah, this is Leslie Nielsen on Animal Radio, and love your pets. Hi, this is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. A poll conducted last month by the Associated Press and a public relations firm showed just how prepared most pet owners are in an emergency. The telephone survey showed 58% said they would be able to perform CPR on a pet if necessary. Wow. The Red Cross of Santa Monica's Mark Solnick said, quote, If people value their pets like a family member... They should know how to do CPR, Mm. end quote. Most local Red Cross chapters offer pet first aid classes along with CPR and other good stuff. You can check with them for a schedule. Judy, do you know how to do CPR for your dog? No. You know, I know they have a lot of classes I've been meaning to sign up. Yeah, I really need to that do that. She's talking about it. The Red Cross. You, yeah. should do you know what? There you go. We can I, go do a refresher course. I, I got you, certified a while ago. Do you for re- pet CPR? For pets? Yeah, you can get certified for pet CPR and people CPR. Is it the same? I mean, is it the no, same? No, because pets are different. You have to go. There was an article this week about people, if they're willing to give their animals CPR. Mouth to Mouth snout. to muzzle. Mouth to snout. I mean, not Both. only do you need to know how to do it, but do right. you want would to do you it? Do yeah, it? would you do it? Of course. Most, most respondents said yes, yeah. huh, Hal? Yes, they did. Uh-huh. Right. More good news. Stop it for pet owners making holiday travel plans. Pet Airways, remember them? The first animals-only airway. They're expanding service for cats and dogs. The flights have been added between Fort Lauderdale and New York on the airline's customized Beach 1900s that are outfitted to accommodate animal carriers. The owners who spent four years getting Pet Airways off the ground have been getting positive feedback from the pet owners who have been using the service. They like it because they don't want their furry friends traveling in the dark baggage compartments on regular commercial airlines. And the French has given us great art, great food. Now it appears they lead the way in well-behaved pooches. Animal behaviorist Patricia B. McConnell says, It's not our imagination. Quote, We have noticed that the dogs we see in Paris are very well-behaved. End quote. Over half a million dogs live in the City of Lights and are permitted to go anywhere humans go. Restaurants, subways, stores, the French love their dogs and they take them everywhere. 
which, according to Dr. McConnell, is part of the reason they are so well-behaved. Quote, they are allowed to interact in public situations, and their owners are more conditioned to train them to behave. End quote. That's the French way. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. Your home can be full of hazards. Here's a tip to minimize dangers. Keep antifreeze out of reach. It has a sweet aroma and taste, but can be fatal. Also, be careful when using baited pesticides. These products are scented to attract pests, but can also lure our pets. Get more tips from Dr. McPeat at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, one shot and it's gone. Call 1-800-874-7070 or go to oneshotplus.com to get yours now. This is Animal Radio, baby. away from Kinky Friedman back on Animal Radio. His uh, second run for governor in Texas. I hope he gets it. He'd do so well for the animals there in Texas. Texas is a tough place for the animals with yes. canned hunts and such. And of course, Kinky Friedman, uh, one of the uh, famous folk singers from the, his, the 70s, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Is that how old I am? Also an author. <laughs> We're going and, way back yeah, there. Huh? Animal advocate. Uh, you know, he's, he has a lot of celebrity friends. And he decided to write a book about them and their pets called the celebrity is it kinky celebrity pet files i don't have a copy here believe that or not i said it's kind of like backstage with the celebrities and their animals apparently johnny cash has a pig brian wilson has a special dog phyllis diller with miss kitty richard pryor and his pygmy pony all of these celebrities have uh, special relationships with animals and kinky writes about them we'll be giving away some copies of this book as well as be talking about uh, his run for governor in texas and he, you know, some of those animals, some of those celebrities had those pets. How some of those celebrities are no longer with yeah. us. There's, been, there's a few of them that I, I don't know how understand how we interviewed them. Some oh, long, gonna, been dead longer than interviewed he's, the pig, or you mean the, <laughs> the celebrities? Dead celebrities. Oh, okay. maybe he, you know, he talked to them years ago when they were alive and had these pets. Or maybe you know, he used a medium like Joy Turner. That's yeah. Which is really strange. The phones are ringing white hot for Joy Turner today. She's uh, a busy lady. She definitely. is a busy lady. Hey, if you want to talk to our animal communicator, give us a holler or uh, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. Uh, I've been meaning to ask this, and I probably should ask you this off-air, but in my classy Uh-oh. style, I won't. I noticed there's somebody, somebody following you today and taking photos. Uh, yeah, I have a little shadow here today. What's, are you taking headshots, or are you actually, is this an article that's going to be in a newspaper? Yeah, it's actually, um, uh, it's for an article in our one of our local papers, and uh, basically just kind of telling about, hey, this is something Dr. White slash Dr. Debbie's doing, and uh, just kind of a animal interest story, if you will. Day well, in the life. Yeah. It's because, yeah, it's you know, a little weird. I'm it, like working with the headphones and the flashing camera at the same time. I feel like I feel like Vlade. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is what uh, Vlade has to deal with all the time. But of course, you're very multi-talented, dealing with all kinds of animals. From uh, well, just a few weeks ago, you were doing a whole mess of pig spaying and neutering. 
Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and, we were. Yeah, definitely. From iguanas to uh, the, the normal kitties or the dogs, you know your stuff, and that's why we're heading to the phones with Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. What's going on with your animals? I have a uh, nine-year-old Jack Russell Terrier that gets car sick. Um, she's a real timid little dog, and she gets really nervous in the car. And took her on a trip to try it out. Um, it was about a two and a half hour long trip, and she threw up the whole way mm. um, there. Oh, and then on the way back, she was exhausted, so she slept. But the problem is, we were going to go on a vacation for about four days. And in the past, we had another dog that we had to put down a couple months ago, and we would just leave them both at home and have someone come in and take care of them uh, several times a day. And that worked out fine, but we really didn't want to leave her alone, and she's never really been kenneled. So I guess my question is, is there anything you can do for the car sickness? I believe it's caused by her getting really nervous. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there are things we can do for pets that have this problem. Um, but you brought up a kind of a good point there is that for some pets, it's truly a motion sickness problem. But for others, it's really more of an anxiety driven uh, problem. And, uh, you know, we can treat for motion sickness, but if they've got anxiety or fear for car travel, then it doesn't necessarily um, help them. So um, the first thing is to really kind of figure out which situation it is. If if the sight of your car or just sitting in the car gets your dog salivating and gets them worked up, then we might be dealing more with an anxiety problem than if they're happy-go-lucky, they're in the car for a while, and then they get sick. Um, that might be more of a motion sickness. So um, first thing is really the main way to treat this is to tr- really condition the pet for car travel. So that's basically going to mean that we're going to slowly work up to exposures in the car and preferably not take them for that two-hour car ride until they are actually um, acclimated to the car. So we want to start really baby steps. So we get them maybe close to the car. We treat them. We give them goodies. We make it a pleasant experience. Then we work up to opening the car door, making them sit in the car seat, um, coming back out, and then gradually turning on the car with a pet in it to actually going down the driveway. And as we do this, we're only doing little steps. So if at any point the pet shows fear, anxiety, or or get sick to their stomach, we stop because we're not going to win anything by trying to battle through it. We want to make it short, good exposures and make that car become a great thing that they become accustomed to. So that's how we work through that aspect. And eventually we build up to longer and longer exposures within the car. Now, to do that, you might need some other tools to help you. And uh, there's some kind of natural steps we might try. And then there's going to be also some different types of medications that we can look at. So um, if we're looking at a pet that has true motion sickness, I'm going to go for more like Dramamine or a drug called Serenia. Um, Both of those, you can talk to your veterinarian about the right doses. Um, And they can be helpful for a lot of pets with car travel. But beyond that, some kind of natural things that I like to use. Um, I'm a fan of the doggy pheromones, um, those scent hormones that have a calming effect on the pet. Mm-hmm. We can use those in preferably a collar format to help them through some of these nervous and anxious uh, times. Um, that would be helpful. Um, some folks also like to use ginger for car travel, um, and we can give that to our pets as well um, to help uh, kind of ease their stomach with uh, car sickness. Um, and then just some of the basic things, um, which you may have figured some of this out. A lot of people don't know that when we travel with our pets, 
they're just like us. If we face forward, we're better off. Um, and dogs and cats that are restraining carriers or in a seatbelt are less apt to have a problem because they're, they've got their world controlled. They're not seeing as much going on around them. And um, they are a little bit more controlled in their world. So those are good things. And, of course, we don't want to feed them right before you get into the car or you're going to have a mess on your hands. Right. I'm pretty sure it's just um, anxiety. I'm, I'm pretty sure just by knowing her, I'm almost positive that's what it is. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, of course I'm not, I don't know honestly, but um, I really do think that's probably what it is. Yeah. And unfortunately, so, I've never really taken or there's been no reason to because we could leave just both dogs at home. Um, but I just hate leaving her home alone for that period of time. And the fact that she's never really been kenneled because we just didn't do it that way i'm afraid that wouldn't that'd be pretty traumatic for her too so we were just trying to figure out a way to for her to be happy and us to be able to go also yeah, and it'll take a little work, but you can do it. Um, it helps if the pet is already crate or kennel trained for getting them used to car travel, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be that way. So it really just takes a lot of commitment, a little bit of time, and um, you know, really just working on that positive reinforcement with um, kind of every step you go. I never thought about the kennel. I'll try that, and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Good luck, Cheryl. Okay. We appreciate your time. one 405 8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. Right now. <laughs> it was like, right now. That's a nice little editorial comment now. This is Animal Radio. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stand strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. This December, you can log on to their website for a chance to win a fabulous prize for your canine companion. You can enter every day, December 1st through the 25th at FidoFriendly.com for the 25 days of Fido Friendly gift giving. Prizes include jewelry, clothing, food, books, and a grand prize from Bissell, the pet hair eraser vacuum. Pick up a copy of the December issue featuring Hillary Swank at your local bookstore. For contest rules, visit FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. 25 days of gift giving. Just what Fido needs to get in the holiday spirit. You're listening to Animal Radio. Oh, my stomach. That's your fault. 
too much Halloween candy. Yeah, here, you take the rest of it. But I had fun trick-or-treating. I did. And then uh, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, she uh, she went trick-or-treating with me in her little Ladybug outfit. <laughs> That's why you got all the candy. Yes. That's right. Exactly. Oh, what? You think I didn't know that? You, yes. You used her as a cover I did. I did. I did. That's <laughs> very bad. What are you doing news-wise over there? I'm going to tell you how an eight-year-old did something very good with his class science project that helps homeless animals. Ha! 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 This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Blue, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family with Blue. Judy, do you know anything about the photographer that's taking pictures? Is no, this... I don't. All I know is that she's just following uh, Dr. Dr. Debbie. Debbie around. Yeah. You know, we're over here, too. If this is like a I big know. Some newspaper thing. I'll make sure they're not up. working for America's Most Wanted before you go poking your face yeah. in front of that camera. <laughs> good thing he's got his Halloween suggest. mask on still. <laughs> oh, you guys are so funny. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your most vexing dog issues. Also, Vinnie Penn. And uh, Joey Turner, animal communicator extraordinaire, uh, Britt Savage. We're all here to celebrate our connection with our pets. And I believe we have Jane on the phone. She's here to celebrate. Hey, Jane, how are you doing? Hey, I'm great, thanks. You're on with animal communicator Joy Turner. Hi, Joy. So can you tell me who you'd like to talk to today? I would like to talk to my nine-year-old lab, Ellie. Okay, and she wants to know what it is you want. Well, um, all of our labs are rescues, and we kind of know the story about the younger two, but we really don't know anything about Ellie other than she was an owner surrender. And I'm wondering what the situation was that she came from. She said so, and she gave me a big sigh before she started. She said, so you want to know why they didn't love her anymore? Because she doesn't know the answer to that. Oh, well, she's such a great dog. She has such a wonderful personality and expressions, and I just can't imagine anybody giving giving her up. I don't know if perhaps it was a health problem of her other owner, but I just can't imagine anyone giving up this dog. She said, well, she doesn't understand. She thought everything was fine, and then they just didn't want her, and she doesn't understand why. Because she thought she was being a good dog then, too. She thought she was being well taken care of, and then just all of a sudden they didn't want her. And it's very perplexing to her. So one of the things I would do for her, if I were you, Mm -hmm. is um, because in the back of her mind, she wonders about what she might do that would get you to do the same thing, to, you know, basically throw her away. Mm -hmm. So you might want to tell her that no matter what she does, she'll always stay with you. Okay. And she had a bit of a health scare yesterday, or yesterday, last year, um, and I had had a cancer that had to be removed, and I'm hoping she's not going to have that again, if you can say anything about that. She said, well, she thinks she feels fine, and as far as she knows, it's not coming back anymore. Okay, great. Well, we'll give her some extra loving and make sure she knows that she's the best. Good, and she says to tell you that she feels like she's going to have a long and very happy life now that she's with you. We hope so. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call, Jane. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. This is Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals. 
Girls are people too. Everybody's had trouble finding their car keys or maybe a TV remote. But when a California man lost his false teeth, he was convinced he didn't just misplace them. 68-year-old Bill Exner blamed the mouse, a mouse that Bill and his wife had captured three times and three times it escaped. He last remembered seeing his dentures on his nightstand, and after searching all over the house for them, he convinced his daughter's fiance to take a crowbar and hammer to the closet wall with a small hole in it where he'd seen the mouse run in. After tearing up some molding, the dentures were retrieved. Bill's future son-in-law suggested boiling the dentures in peroxide before putting them in. Bill's wife says the mouse frequently comes out and stares at him, taunting him. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Oh, I'm moving so slow because of the leftover Halloween candy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to see candy for another year. Hard to believe Thanksgiving is two and a half weeks away for us. And uh, we're very thankful this year yeah, that uh, we can have our animals with us. Once again, for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's always special around the old uh, Abrams household with our animals. So are, the, so are the holidays. We're very thankful they're in our lives. one 405 8405 Hey, Kevin, how are you doing? Ah, doing great today. How about yourself? Very good. Where are you calling from? Tyler, Texas. Tyler, Texas. How can we help you, Tyler, Texas? Well, I've got a little... We've got a... We've got a menagerie of animals at our house and have for years, about 11 dogs and six cats. Wow. Holy cow, you got a house full yeah. there. <laughs> Bet you're pretty thankful for this Thanksgiving. Yeah, we, uh, we live out in the country, so it's all <laughs> legal, legal. But uh, we've had this little terrier mix in the family for oh, over over 12 years. And uh, she has got a chronic uh, nasal discharge, and it's bloody. And has had for about six weeks. We've had her on antibiotics. We've been working with our, our vet. Uh, we even uh, we've had her on antibiotics. Uh, even started her on thyroid to help clotting. He was saying. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we've been giving her a little Benadryl with the vet's permission to try to dry her up a little bit. But okay. she just snorts and, and coughs and just has a terrible time with this. Oh, also removed her front two teeth because of abscesses. Oh, okay. And uh, teeth had gotten bad, and she's older, and uh, we figured she had an abscess, and that's why we pulled those teeth. Uh, okay. Haven't been able to get a handle on this thing. Okay. And th- and when they pulled the teeth, did that seem to change the discharge in any way, or no? Not really. Okay. So as far as, in, I'm assuming if they've done all that, they probably also looked at doing some basic lab work. Uh, yes, uh, we even uh, lavaged her nose out with a catheter and took mm-hmm. some cells and sent them down to Texas A&M, and they were, they were not neoplastic, uh, no, no cancer. Okay. Um, but I was curious, is, do dogs tend to develop polyps like people? Mm-hmm. Sure can, yeah. And, and actually, what, what you're describing with this bloody discharge, we call that basically epistaxis, is the fancy word for a bloody nose. Um, and in an older dog, I'd have to say that some of the things, it sounds like your veterinarian's done a, a pretty thorough job of kind of working things up and getting 
the most likely things eliminated. Um, in an older pet with a bloody nose and all those other things that have been kind of checked out, I have to be honest that, that cancer is still pretty high on the top of my list. Um, and uh, sometimes we can't always tell um, unless we go up there with a scope, look up in the nose, and take a little bit higher or deeper biopsy. So that would still be a big concern. But a lot of times we can definitely see dental um, infections causing a bloody nose, um, and especially because some of those teeth have really deep roots up there, and um, that could certainly you know, potentially cause a pet to have a bloody nose. And then I'd say probably the next Next thing we see a lot is where a dog might have a foxtail or a piece of grass that's worked its way up into the nasal cavity. Um, and that's where, you know, flushing it out sounds like that's what maybe we're hoping to attempt um, if that was there. But ultimately, we might get to where we have to get, get that um, endoscopy or the scoping um, up the nose to really figure that one out. Um, okay. And you said you're in Texas there, huh? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, because another thing we think of in certain parts of the country, and um, you know, perhaps they've checked for it. If not, I would ask about fungal infections as a potential right. cause of um, the nasal problem. Um, there's different types of funguses, believe it or not, in the soil all over the country, and they're different in different parts of the country. Um, out by us, we have one called valley fever or coccidiomycosis um, in the right. desert southwest. It's fairly common, and that can potentially cause some problems. So um, there's some blood tests for fungal uh, uh, organisms that you can have done, um, but otherwise, a lot of this really falls to getting a good look up the nose and going up there without that little scope to see what we can find. Um, and and I think some of the therapies they've tried are reasonable: antibiotics, antihistamines, um, the thyroid medication can help if we're worried about a bleeding disorder. So all of those things sound like they're right along the right line. But I, I'd really be worried about something a little bit more involved than that at this point. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Okay. Well, give your baby a hug for us, Kevin, and hope that helps things out. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. Kinky Friedman is back with us today. Of course, you may remember him from the 60s or 70s if you're old enough uh, to remember. He's uh, running for governor. Yes. Of Texas? Yes, he ran before. I don't recall what year it was, but he didn't, didn't make win. it, so he's trying again. How can Go you Kinky. not vote for a candidate who clearly is so terribly honest? He says it with his first name. <laughs> he's a big animal lover, and he'll yes. be joining us. Also today, I understand dogs that may have been the first dog but were rejected. That's what it says right here. I, we'll find out more as we get oh, through this. Oh, that's sad. What do you got going on in the news there, Bobby? <laughs> okay, let me ask you guys something real, real quick. Okay. What is your favorite thing French or favorite French thing? Fries. Uh, <laughs> French fries. Fries and, yes. and cheese. Okay, well, you know what? They're also giving us very well-behaved dogs. Really? I'll tell you how and why coming up in the news. Okay, Dr. Debbie's here to answer your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior questions. Vinny Penn with your ha-ha-ha. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Boy, once ah. again, I think it's going to be a joy-heavy weekend. Yes, it is. Uh, Susan Sims with your travel talk. Bobby with news and Britt with your animal minute. We're all here. This is Animal Radio Network. This is Animal Radio, baby. It's Animal Radio, you lucky dog. 1-866-405-8405. 
The whole gang is here. Answering your vet medical questions, Dr. Debbie, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior questions, animal communicator Joy Turner, uh, news aficionado Bobby working hard on uh, the news as well as social networking, the Twitter. She's our social networking butterfly here. And there's a photographer that's roaming around taking pictures. Not of everybody, but just of Dr. Debbie. So we're going to have to ask her what that's about yeah. in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, Kinky Friedman is on the way, if you're like me, from the, uh, well, the 60s Stone and age. 70s. Yeah, the Stone Age. Oh, sorry. You'll know who Kinky Friedman is. <laughs> of course, he's a regular here on Animal Radio. And he has... You know, uh, like how so old the first prize he gave away in radio was fire. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he has no comeback for that. I've seen, he speaks us for the first time. Good. Yeah, you, you know, I've been in radio for that long, and that's the first time uh-huh. I heard that. Yeah, really. There yeah. you go. Well, Kinky Friedman, he lives in a, a trailer somewhere in the hills of Texas, and of course, he's been celebrity friends with Phyllis Diller, uh, Richard Pryor, Brian Wilson, Johnny Cash. All had animals. Uh, Richard Pryor had a pygmy pony. Brian Wilson. The wacky beach boy. Uh-huh. Boy, he is off on another planet. What did he have? Had some strange experiences with a dog, and Kinky Friedman relates these experiences all today here on Animal Radio. Cool. Uh, Joy Turner, is, you know, if you can't connect with your animals the way you want to, she can do that, especially if it's like your childhood animal, which I still haven't, I still haven't talked about my childhood pet yet. It's okay, yeah. Paul, hey, Paul. Howdy, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? Doing wonderful, thank you. You're on with Joy. Hi. Hi, Joy. Who would you like to talk to today? Uh, a Cocker Spaniel I lost about three years ago, I think, two years ago. And what's that one's name? Brandy. Brandy is a boy or a girl? Girl. Okay, and what happened to her? Old age. And <laughs> She just literally jumped into my head and wants to take exception to old age. She doesn't think she's <laughs> ever old. <laughs> okay. So, and she, she wants you to know she's still lots of fun. Still having good, good times. Excellent. She wants you to know she's as bright as ever, whatever that means. She won't explain that statement to me, but she thinks you'll know. Okay. And she says, so what else can she tell you other than, of course, she knows she loves you, but that goes uh, without saying. What is she doing? She said, well, she's actually just, and she's feeling a little embarrassed about this answer. She's actually just kind of hanging out and having fun for a while. Is she hanging out with uh, anyone else or just by herself? She says, oh, no, there's so many. She calls them all people, but it, there's, some of them are humans, some of them are animals, some of them are guides, some of them are who knows exactly what all they are. But, yeah, she's well, we got all kinds of people, beings over there that she's hanging out with. We lost two kitties, one just about four months before her and one a year or so before that. Uh, are they hanging out together? The one that was there four months ahead of her met her when she crossed. Okay. Those two are hanging out together. The other one comes and goes. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to see uh, or know that some things never change. No, sometimes that's true. (laughs) Well, my biggest concern is or my biggest question is that she's happy. If she's happy, then I'm happy. She says she actually is deliriously happy because she admits... She goes, well, she knows her body was kind of getting a little, mm, she'll call it decrepit there toward the end, at least in her mind. And so to her, it's really wonderful now to have all of the strength and the power back that she had before. Now, can she visit? She says, Uh, can, do you want her? Can you? Well, of course. I'm just wondering if she ever does, uh, if she ever visits, uh, ever. She said, well, 
she does visit, but she hasn't done it a whole lot because she didn't ever ask permission, and she wanted to be sure it was okay. Okay. So if you're telling her it's okay, she'll come a lot more often, she says. Yeah, absolutely. Good. She says she likes that. Wonderful. Well, that was my... Uh that was my main concern, unless there's people standing there, too. <laughs> if Brandy's the only one and nobody else is standing there, I guess that's really that answers my questions. Okay, well, there's a bunch of beings around her, but nobody else that uh, has stepped up to talk. Well, fantastic. I thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Paul. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. The whole gang's here. Dr. Debbie is answering your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He's a behavior guy around here. He makes us all laugh just as much as Vinny, let's face it. Yeah, he's, he does. He, I wish this was TV. You could see him jumping up and down right now as he prepares his drink in the uh, break room. We look like we're in a fishbowl. I want to explain what it looks like here in the studio. We're in a fishbowl. We're all crammed in here. The only one that has her own room is Bobby. How did she manage Because that? she news thing. Oh. Smart. She can't get a news booth. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I want to be in there with you people. You also turn on the air conditioning. You. you you have the air conditioning. You walk in there. It's like a refrigerator. I actually keep my beverages cold in her news booth. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Office, you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Kiki Friedman Don't is on the way, by the way. He is. Uh, I guess he has a new book out. <clears throat> I'd love to see that book. We don't have one in studio? No, not yet. Okay. Uh-oh. Kinky Celebrity Pet Files. He's also running for governor of uh, uh, Texas. Texas, yes. And, of course, he runs the Utopia Animal Rescue. And what was his band back in the 60s and 70s? The uh, uh, Jew Boys or something? like. I can say that. Yeah. It's, something uh, like it was that. Kiki Friedman and the Jew Boys or something. Oh, and what about that That's hot nice. sauce he was making? What was it? Oh, hot sauce. He had, yeah, he he's a multi-talented really guy. Yeah, 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 we're very lucky. Was it lucky. kosher? Was it kosher hot sauce? We'll have to ask him. It probably was. Ask him. Okay. This Healthy Helping of Animal Radio is brought to you by Blue, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. They make a great cat food. We just tried it. They can't keep the cats away from it. You love them like family, so feed them like family with blue. What do you got coming up in the news there? Well, do you remember not too long ago I suggested that when people see Michael Vick, they should bark at him? Yes, you did. they didn't take you seriously, did they? Apparently some fans in Oakland took me seriously. <laughs> oh, no. I'll have details on Michael Vick's first appearance coming up in the news. The whole gang is here. Dr. Debbie, she's answering your veterinarian medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, he's our dog behavior guy. He can fix any bad dog behavior problem you have. Vinny Penn, he has kind of a slanted look on life, and he'll be sharing it with you in just a few minutes. Again, he brought his kids in to the... I don't know. He brings it in every... Maybe week. they got into your candy. That could... Ooh, give them some of that. Oh. Let's get them all hopped up on sugar. <laughs> That'll... Yeah, just before That's he nice. leaves. Explain the children. Yeah. Animal communicator Joy Turner, believe it or not, those four lines over there, Judy, they're I all for know. Joy. I, I Everybody you know, wants to talk to their animals I'm today. more of a scientific guy. I like to talk to the doc, find out what things are, things are going on, and I believe that we have Mark on the phone. Hey, Mark. Hey, how are you? Good. I have the doctor right here. Dr. Debbie. Great. Well, hi there. Great. Hello, Dr. Debbie. Uh, my question <sighs> is, I have uh, actually, in the interim of calling earlier, uh, I was able to bring my dog in, and it seems that she has a torn ACL. 
And at first I didn't know what the problem was, but now that's been determined. So my question to you is twofold. Uh, Chondroitin, is there a special type of uh, glucose chondroitin that I should use is the first question. The second question is how much exercise is appropriate? Should it be on the leash? Should it be off the leash? And is there anything else I can do? Because she's... uh, after exercising, she is very sore, and she has an extremely high tolerance for pain, so I know that it's you know definitely hurting her. So I was wondering what you would recommend. Okay, well, if she's been diagnosed with a torn cruciate ligament, that's a, that's a big injury, and that's basically um, one of the major ligaments in the knee, um, just like a football player when they blow out their knee. That's the same type of injury that they're sustaining. So this is really something where we really pull back from activity. Um, we're not going to really want her to do pretty much anything. It's what I call being a couch potato from here. Um, and uh, we want to do that for at least a couple weeks, um, depending on whether surgery is done or not not, um, will really take a, a good long time to rehab and let the pet heal up. So that could be even a month with pretty strict restrictions here. Did they say if uh, she sustained a full tear on that ligament or if it was a partial? Well, they didn't do an x-ray, and just from what he, uh, the doctor told me, he didn't think it was a complete tear because she's She's pretty mobile, but like I said, after exercise, that's when you could see that she's a little more, uh, uh, she's very tender with it. So um, he didn't really say, he just said that if it doesn't seem to heal up, then we'll do, you know, further x-rays and then determine if uh, she'll need surgery or not. She's about 65 pounds. As far as uh, surgery, uh, there's kind of that gray, lo- gray zone if we got that partial tear. But if it's completely torn, then definitely I, I believe surgery is the best thing. Um, so what can you do in the meantime? And what I would definitely suggest, uh, you mentioned glucosamine. And, and that's something good for any pet that has a type of an orthopedic injury um, and while they're, especially while they're recovering from one. Um, as far as special types, there's some very good veterinary-grade products out there that your vet can probably direct you to. Um, you, they may be a little bit more costly, um, but the purity is going to be a bit higher, um, so you get a better quality with that. Um, for a large breed dog, um, glucosamine, I pretty much split the, the dosage morning and night. Um, some of the products I use at my office are uh, Synovi, uh, glu- um, Synovi, I'm trying to think of, Cosequin is another main brand that we use, and uh, pretty much plan on giving that for the long haul. Now, there's some other things you can do as well. Um, um, and they kind of cross over with general osteoarthritis medications. Um, there's some uh, diets that are enhanced with uh, higher levels of fatty acids and glucosamine. Um, Hills makes one called JD, which actually can help pets that are fighting a, a chronic orthopedic problem, and um, it can help them have better mobility and better um, use of their legs. So um, that might be something to consider if we're looking at kind of a more long-term type solution there. Um, and I've even had some folks, believe it or not, get braces for their dog's legs after they suffer an orthopedic injury. And uh, they can be helpful. Um, I, I definitely prefer going with a surgery route if it's indicated. Um, but you can get your pet molded and uh, measured for an uh, orthopedic brace. And that can help for some dogs in the, in the interim period as well. All right, so the question is, uh, other than the x-ray, there's no real way to tell if it's a complete tear? 
Um, yeah, uh, basically what I would do if I'm suspicious of a, a cruise ship tear is two things. One is I use a pretty good sedative exam. Um, and the reason for that is we can actually feel for a pretty distinct movement in the dog's knee. And we call that the dr- uh, cranial drawer movement uh, or drawer sign. That can really only be done in a pretty well sedated pet um, or in a dog that the that ligament is just completely ruptured in. Um, and while the pet is sedated, then I will get those x-rays. And x-rays aren't going to show us the um, torn ligament, but they will show us potentially some signs of problems going on. We look for arthritic changes. We look for a joint swelling or a joint effusion. And those kind of signs we can pick up from the x-ray. But for me, it really is all about the physical exam and being able to get that pet relaxed and sedated so I can feel for that. And, And usually that gives us pretty good confidence on if they've torn that ligament or not. Well, I really appreciate your advice. I thank you, and uh, I enjoy the show. It's always informative. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your call. Have you ever seen Poop Freeze? Maybe you don't need to excuse me? Poop Freeze. Yeah, it's supposed to have a stick that goes on the end. It's supposed to fit in, is isn't it? Like a product or a process? It's a can of uh, what they call Poop Freeze. Poop happens, just freeze it. And you see if your cat or your dog or your boot poop, poops. You spray it on it, and it hardens it into like so a... it's like liquid nitrogen in a can? Yeah, I think See, so. that can't be safe. Tetra... Tetrafluora hydro... Can I tell you how deadly that is? Yeah, it's probably not good. It's... No, seriously. I have friends who are nurses. That little chemical right there, let somebody who's drinking alcohol just get a whiff of that, they'll be dead so fast. No traces. Oh, wow. Looks like a heart attack. Oh, cool. Stuff is nasty. Hold on to that there just in case we need to put... Oh, boy. Okay. Hi, guys. How are you? What are you doing? Ha, 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 ha. I understand we are way behind already. <laughs> I'm sorry, Judy. Judy, we're sorry. This is Animal Radio. Let's face it, life happens. From spills to pet stains, One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, eliminating the need for other cleaning products. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, One Shot, and it's gone. Safe for the environment, your pets, and your family. Call 1-800-874-7070 and mention Animal Radio. That's 1-800-874-7070. Or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. Hi, this is Bill Marr. Every year, millions of animals wander away from home, and tragically, most are never reunited with their family. Now there's a way to help a stray animal find its way home. It's called Pets 911. Simply call 1-888-PETS-911 and do your part to help ensure a better future for our animal friends. For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Is your dog a lucky dog? My dog is. She eats lucky dog cuisine. Home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their lucky dog. Lucky dog cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from lucky dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit luckydogcuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. Luckydogcuisine.com. That's luckydogcuisine.com. 
Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in classic cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created classic cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your classic cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. This is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. I've had it done to me. It's not that rough. <laughs> this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Blue. 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 Makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family with Blue. You know, I should rewrite this because the way I feed my animals, they eat better than I than I eat. If you feed them better than you eat, yeah, feed them blue. There you go. I don't know. I'm one of those crazy people that uh, you look at my wallet, all the pictures. Yeah, they're of my cat. <laughs> I know. If you look at my phone, the only pictures I have on there are of my dog. And we're the kind of people that uh, I, I allow my animals into bed. I don't know about you, Judy, but uh, we kind of go out of our way. For our animals. We We're put them weird. first, yeah. And we hope you are, yeah. too. I know oh, I, I've redecorated my lower level of my house for my dogs. You, you live <laughs> for your dogs. I mean, really, you do, Doctor. And we all... I do. We all are kind of crazy that way, aren't we? That's what it's all about, I think. Well, that's why we're celebrating our connection with our pets. And who is it that we have? Phil, come celebrate with us. How you doing, Phil? Hey, Dr. Debbie. Uh, well, thank hi. you guys for taking my call. Uh, I'm from New Orleans. And my my dog uh, is a Chihuahua Pomeranian that I adopted from the uh, SPCA five years ago, pre-Katrina. And he's never had any health problems. He weighs about 12 pounds. And a week ago, I was getting ready to go out of town and came home, and he was in excruciating pain. And I took him right over to the vet, and they discovered that he has... Uh, many uh, enlarged lymph nodes and I had not noticed them but uh, the ones under his jaw is probably about the size of a walnut and he had never shown or exhibited any kind of symptoms or anything so they aspirated some fluid and the doctor looked at it and says that he thinks that uh, Lanyette has lymphoma and really not much they can do for it okay so it's kind of a shock uh any thoughts yeah. or where to go? Well, I guess the, I mean, the, the first thing is that um, you know, I'm sorry to hear that because lymphoma is a, it's a type of a, a lymph cancer um, that we can see pretty commonly in dogs and even cats as well. And um, you know, if they've come with that diagnosis, then um, I'd say the first thing is we want, I would, I'd want to establish how, how bad the disease is. And, and we do something called staging in cancer um, situations with pets. And we do the same thing with people. Um, I just don't know anything about people medicine. Um, but with dogs, we'll do staging where we test them. Uh, we may do blood work. We may do x-rays. We may test their lymph nodes. We may actually biopsy a lymph node or even their bone marrow. And that helps us to decide what stage of the disease they have. Because before I can answer your question on, you know, can we treat this, it would really depend on what stage your pet has. Because the good thing with lymphoma is it's a type of cancer that is 
quite responsive to most kinds of chemotherapy. And in fact, 75% of cases will show some remission. So that's a good thing, and it's probably one of the better cancers to actually get. Um, but depending on how bad the disease is, tells us how bad the pet might respond or if they will respond to, to therapy. So um, if it's just localized to certain lymph nodes or parts of the body, that's better than if it's uh, spread to the internal organs or to the um, bone marrow. That's a much more serious um, condition. Um, so potentially there's there's things that can be done. And, uh, you know, I guess the big thing with chemotherapy and pets is that we're not necessarily looking for the cure. And, and so some of those pictures you might have of relatives that may have gone through chemotherapy, it's not necessarily the same with pets. We're, we look at a little bit more realistic um outlook. Um, we know that we want to help the pet, but we don't want them to live unhappily uh, in their um, months or last years. So we want to make that a comfortable thing. So chemotherapy is a little different in pets. Um, there's all sorts of different combinations of pills and injectable things. So there may be some things that can be done, um, but I think we probably need to know, Phil, a little bit more about What's going on with your baby? Um, do they do anything beyond the, um, the the sampling that of the lymph node? They did. I mean, they did the X-rays, and okay, I went out of town, so they they had them for a week, and the X-rays really didn't show anything other than it is it is pr- pretty much uh, you know under his jaw, under his okay. armpits, under his rear legs. So most of his lymph nodes aren't involved and we did talk about chemotherapy but it was his uh, impression that it wouldn't be worth uh trying and as far as staging he didn't give me a stage per se but he did say maybe a month or two and it just it's kind mm-hmm. of a, a shock that there was no you know pre-existing problems and and uh you know just kind of wondering what, what kind of quality of life i should expect or what can i do to make him comfortable yeah, and and if you don't opt for chemotherapy, I guess a couple important pieces of information. One would be that most dogs without treatment within two months, they will succumb to the disease. Um, but even if you don't wish to pursue full-blown chemotherapy, um, sometimes we'll do what we call palliative care. And, and that's really more trying to make the pet as comfortable as possible and um, maybe slow down this disease a little bit. Um, in, in some of those cases, I will just prescribe prednisone. And prednisone is used in a lot of chemotherapy protocols, but by itself, um, some folks find that that is a, um, a fair trade-off. You know, we can try to make them comfortable, maybe slow this disease down, but realize we're not going to really put it back um, its tracks and slow this disease down as much if we did full-blown full-blown chemotherapy. So that might be something to consider. You know, and even a pet that if your vet says that, you know, I don't think the odds are looking good, you know, that still might be something I would I would ask him about and, and see if that's a potential. Um, but, you know, as, as lymphoma progresses, and especially if you're dealing with those enlarged lymph nodes in the neck area or in, elsewhere in the body, we could see some signs of fatigue. Um, you know, we might have problems breathing, and that's really where then pet patient comfort and pet comfort is really imperative, and that's when we really start talking about the quality of life and, and, and how we're really doing to, um, you know, make that pet feel better. Okay, well, I appreciate that. I should I should have uh, mentioned that. Yeah, they put him on some antibiotics, and they they did start him on prednisone about a week ago. And they said he's had he said some relief, and he's as comfortable as he can be. But but I tell you, you know, um, from ten days ago till today, he's, he's a totally different dog. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I guess, you know, lymphoma, it, it happens. And a lot of times we don't know why some of these cancers come on. Um, so that's kind of always a thing. But, yes, they do tend to come up very quickly in many cases. So, well, Phil, I, I hope your little baby, you know, yeah. does well, um, fights the good fight. And and also, if you're interested, you know, your veterinarian sounds like they've, they're right on top of things. But there also are uh, veterinary oncologists, so basically cancer do- doctors for pets. So if that's anyone, if there's anyone like that in your area, um, you know, you can always ask your veterinarian if that's something you want to pursue. Um, and they can always give you, a, you know, an expert opinion um, in that discipline and see if that's anything that you might uh, change your change your decision making process at all. Phil, we wish you the best of luck with this. Please go give your furry friend a, a hug from all of us here on Animal Radio. He's sitting right here with me. Thank you all so much. Have a good day. 1-866-405-8405. Cool gang's here. Bobby working feverishly on news and Twittering. Susan Sims with her uh, travel segment coming up in just a few seconds here. Animal communicator Joy Turner bridging that gap. Vinny Penn making us all laugh. Lotte, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And, of course, the animal radio veterinarian, Dr. Debbie, who's being followed today by a photographer. Not quite sure what it's all about. So much better than being followed by a stalker. Hell. Speaking of followers, how's that Twitter thing going? And have you had to get any we restraining orders? Pop- we are very... No, no, not yet, because we don't do that. We don't We don't talk, which would be stalking on Twitter. Uh, but lots of people are following us. Lots and lots of rescue groups have joined us, and, and I just thank them. And they're so cute, because they send us little notes. And everybody... We even have the Reptile Rescue Group of L.A., Oh. So it's not just cats and dogs. Oh, okay. We cover all the bases, folks. We sure do here, from uh, iguanas to... Uh... By the way, how did that balloon boy costume go for you last Halloween? <laughs> we didn't get to trick-or-treat together like we usually in, do. I came in second. Yes? I did not win. Uh, did you get a second prize? Yeah, it was a bag of candy. Big whoop. <laughs> yeah. like I couldn't so, get that on Halloween, not even dressed up. If you know? balloon boy wasn't the winning costume, what was? Well, th- it was a couple, and they came as the first couple. Oh, and they won, uh. and it was like they did. You know, the guy was in the suit, and the la- the girl was dressed like the Michelle, and they just had the really cheesy face masks on. <laughs> but they won. Oh boy! Well, and well, maybe next year for you. We're hoping. I'm hoping. That was, I thought that was a very inventive costume. Of course, if you dressed up your animals, we'd love to hear about and see pictures at animalradio.com. We're posting More embarrassed pictures. Embarrassed animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they'll do for us. Animal communicator Joy Turner, you don't dress up your pets, do you? Well, no, I don't. Is it a personal thing, a religious thing, or is it uh, you just don't want to annoy the hell out of them? Tell him the truth, Joy. Tell him the animals don't like it. Well, my two are not crazy about it, although I have to say I have a new puppy that's only been with me now for a few months, and one of our neighbors has a Halloween costume, and... My boy may be interested. He's not sure about this year, but next year he may consider a costume. Ah, okay. Well, keep us posted on that. We'd love to know how that happens there. I believe we have, is it Janice? Hi, Janice. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Where are we calling you today? Uh, Pleasant View, Tennessee. Okay. You're on with Animal Communicator Joy Turner. Hi, Janice. Hi, Joy. Can you tell me who you'd like to talk to today? Yes, um, our dog's name is Sasha. She's half Shih Tzu and half Poodle, and she's black. And I would like to find out why she barks at me all the time. Oh, she's another sire, so she gives me a big sigh and says, (laughs) you talk to her, 
what she considers fairly incessantly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And That's true. She's just trying to talk to you in the same way you talk to her, which, you know, we use our voice a lot. And by the way, this is not an incredibly uncommon thing, especially for dogs oh, okay. to do. Mm-hmm. Because we are very vocal, and we when we talk to them, we use our voices. Every now and then, I've had a number of different types of animals that do the same thing, and they're not so much wanting you to respond as they're just using their vocalization as we use ours to communicate. Okay. So she talks to you about all kinds of stuff. She'll respond to some of the things you tell her. She tells mm-hmm. me she also tells you about some of the things that goes on in her life. Oh, okay. I mean, just kind of like if she were a little human person there, she'd be doing the same thing mm-hmm. that a little human person would be doing. Janice, are you a big yapper? Uh, well, I guess I am to her. <laughs> <laughs> she's just returning oh, no. the favor. Yeah. Well, she does think she's human, so that's probably right. Well, don't tell her she isn't, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Janice, thanks for your call today. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to any one of the Dream Team. Remember, you can uh, get your own private session with Joy Turner during the week. Head on over to her website at joyturner.com. And of course, everything, everything we've talked about on today's show is at animalradio.com. This is an Animal Radio news update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Ex-con Michael Vick got booed and barked at in his first road game for the Philadelphia Eagles a few weeks ago. What do you know? When the team arrived, <laughs> team arrived in Oakland for a game at the Coliseum, protesters greeted the admitted dog killer. Vick said afterward, quote, I am just trying to do the best I can. I want to help more animals than I hurt. I understand there are people who want to do that. I'm still trying to do whatever I can to be the best ambassador I can be. I'm trying to move on with my life. End quote. Hmm. By the way, the Eagles lost to the Raiders 13-9. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Here's another entry for the title of the world's tallest dog, George. He's a great Dane from Tucson, Arizona. And the four-year-old dog is 42 inches tall and tips the scale at 245 pounds. Whoa. That makes him bigger than Boomer, the Landseer Newfoundland that I told you about a couple weeks ago. George's owner told the AP that despite his hefty size, he, quote, Really thinks he's a tiny dog and wants to sit in your lap all the time. And quote. <laughs> George eats over a hundred pounds of food each month and sleeps in his own twin size bed. What is it you have with big oh dogs? It seems gosh. like there's been a lot of big dog stories recently. It's because they have to find the biggest one now. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's a quest. Oh. And Hal, remember when you were eight years old, your science class project? Not really. It was a cup of dirt. Oh yeah. Oscar Yard, however, came up with some root beer. Oscar and his dad, Tim, got rave reviews from the science fair crowd. Tim did some root beer rooting around and decided to start a business selling the suds, which they named Margot's Bark. Margot is their family black Labrador that they rescued from a Long Beach parking lot. The proceeds from Margot's Bark Soda Company go to help needy, abandoned, and homeless animals. It's according to the L.A. Times story. And by the way, the motto of Margot's Bark Root Beer, Mm -hmm. drink a bite. 
Oh. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. The holidays can be fun for your pet, but be careful when using candles. Never leave lit candles within reach or unattended. Keep pets away from electrical cords and holiday lights. Pets can get electrocuted if they chew on them. Get more tips from Dr. McPete at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. I have to be real careful when Slater's in the house because of his big fluffy Oof. furry tail. No open flames. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, what did he say? He said, we're all across the USA. The most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio. We're everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. Good boy. Yes, you are a good boy. Oops. <coughs> Al, your mic's on. Boo's a good boy. <laughs> Boo's a good boy. Yeah, he's, he hates it when I talk to him in uh, baby talk. I don't yes. know why I do that. Why do people do that? The animals don't like it when we talk to no, him they, like that. It pisses them off. Yeah. Dr. Debbie is answering your vet medical questions at one 405 8405 Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog, be wizard with your dog behavior questions. I was like one word ahead of myself there, <laughs> apparently. Sometimes that happens. Vinny Penn. Slow down your brain. I'm sorry. Joy Turner, animal communicator, Bridget in the gap between the past and the present. Yeah. You want to know about your childhood pet? Where they are now? What they're doing? Hanging out, probably? Maybe even reincarnated. Hey, you know what? I'm a little bit of a skeptic, but it makes the phones ring here. Yeah. Yep. Hey, you want to see if they forgive you for shaving them and things like that? Did you do that? Oh. Well, no. Judy. Okay. Just a little. Just a little cut. Not, you know. I see the Eagles aren't doing very well. Sorry about that. Oh, if, sorry. If you're listening in Reading on the affiliate WEEU, give us a holler. I want to know how about your how's your team doing with Michael Vick there? Hmm. Kinky Friedman is back. Is he on the phone? Hey, Kinky. Hello, hello. How are you? Very good. We were just thinking this is uh, either your third or fourth or fifth time with us here on Animal Radio. And last time you were running for governor. It appears you're running for governor again. Uh, this time I'm running as a Democrat, uh, Hal. I can't afford to be a Republican. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, but this time we're leading all the polls. So uh, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be exciting, and I'm I'm ready to mess with Texas. I'll tell you that. Well, now you're a, you're a big animal advocate, of course. You have a Utopia. Absolutely. You have a Utopia yep. Animal Rescue. You've always. Uh, I think you have a new book out. Someone tells me that it's not in front of me. I know that's the silliest thing you've ever heard, but apparently you have a brand new. Yeah, it's called the Kinky the Kinky Celebrity Pet Files. And uh, my editor at Simon and Schuster, I mean Schuster, uh, told told me that the only two uh, the only two kinds of books Americans are buying today are pet books and celebrity books. Ah, so this there is a celebrity go. pet book. Yeah. So you'll be talking. Um, you're talking about celebrities like I understand Richard Pryor, who had a pygmy pony. These are some interesting people. This is not uh, Paris Hilton and her uh, little pretentious pedigree poodle. Who else is in the book? Um. People like Tom Robbins, uh, the author of Even Cowgirls Get the Blues. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Uh, Tom Waits. Uh, Bill Clinton. And then there's some uh, some really hard-to-reach types. Uh, although some of the dead people are hard to reach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Ernest Hemingway, Mark Twain, um, people like that, and uh, Winston Churchill. And the one thing that comes out of the book, I think, is the very high place that these great and famous people put their animals in. Oh, I mean, yeah. They just, they just, they were so important to their lives 
And, and the other thing that came out of it was a, a real desire on my part to make Texas a no-kill state. No killing cats, no killing dogs, no killing horses, even people. Ah, very good. Well, so it sounds That's like it's a, a it's a one. pretty good book. Maybe we could get a copy here. What do, what do you think, Rito? <laughs> I'll tell you what, don't ever try to write this kind of book because it's a nightmare dealing with photographers, celebrities, agents, publicists, editors, and lawyers. They're all paying Did huh? anyone say no? Um, yes, two people surprised me that I thought were going to help me, and that's Bob Dylan and Don Imus. Uh, we're not cooperative. <laughs> And uh, I have, uh, you know, that's why God created Volume 2, though. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I understand that you live in a little green trailer. Now, uh, is this true? Or is this Uh, just... It it was true, Harold. That that I've uh, I've moved on up to the big house now. I now live in an old lodge, about a hundred-year-old lodge, uh, in the Texas Hill Country with uh, my dogs, the Freedmans, and... um, they're, yeah, it's four old dogs, uh, not including me, but we're, we somehow we manage, and uh, of course, Utopia Rescue Ranch is really turning out to be a big success. We've run it for about 11 years, and that's utopiarescue.com. It takes in stray and abused animals and adopts them out, and, uh, and you know, it's one of these open-air, beautiful places with big pens with trees and everything in it. It's, it's a peaceable kingdom. It's... That's been great work, and of course our motto is money may buy you a fine dog, but only love can make it wag its tail. Do you still have a uh, pet armadillo? I like that. Yeah, Dilly. Dilly. Yeah, I st- still have Dilly, um, very shy and crepuscular creature. Huh? Uh, I should mention that Willie Nelson is also in the book. Oh. Willie, Willie saved a bunch of horses from the slaughterhouse up near Kaufman, Texas, which has now thankfully been closed. And uh, mostly because of uh, Willie and me and a bunch of people turning the media on to him. And uh, they were killing, you know, not not sick horses, but any kind of horse, young, healthy horses and wild mustangs and everything, and sending them over to Belgium and France as table food. Uh-huh. And uh, so we got that place closed down. And, of course, you know, Willie, Willie gives uh, some pretty good wisdom in the book uh, where he says that, it, it, Willie, I call Willie the hillbilly Dalai Lama. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and Willie says, if you're going to have sex with an animal, always make it a horse. Because that way, if things don't work out, at least you know you've got to ride home. Oh, that's a good point, though. There you go. Yes, sorry. Uh, write that down. Take a note of that. There, we're with Kinky Friedman, of course. Uh, you're, you're multi-talented. Uh, originally a folk singer. Has there been any inspirations to revamp the old band or anything like that? Well, I mean, we do some shows. I perform with a couple of the surviving members of the Texas Jew Boys, Little Jewford. He's a Jew, and he drives a Ford. Uh-huh. And uh, Washington Ratso, who's a little Lebanese boy. Uh-huh. And he and I are the last true hope for peace in the Middle East. But we just uh-huh. finished a sold-out tour of Europe, and we're playing tonight in Dallas. Wow. So we're doing a few shows, but uh, uh, mostly politics takes all the time. And let me tell you guys, Going from a musician to a politician is a giant step down. <laughs> ah, ah. If you make it to governor, what are some of the changes we can see? Well, you know what? I just Can we take a break, and then I want to hear your platform. Is okay. that okay? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you right now, this book is going to be mandatory reading in the public schools. Okay, that's going to be one of, one of the mandatory... It's going to be part of uh, Kinky Friedman's platform as governor of the fine state of Texas. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Kinky Friedman. In a world, I want 
Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. All right, I know all of you out there. I'm going to sweep. I'm going to say all of you out there. Maybe the fact of the matter is 85% of you are on Facebook. You're doing the FB thing. You're on there. You're updating your status, especially if you're obsessed with your pooch. You're on there saying Lizzie just got home and is scratching Rogo's belly. I don't know where I came up with the name Rogo. One question I have for you is, I'm being inundated, not with friend ads. I don't know why. Not a lot of people asking me to be their friend. But I am being inundated with all these various causes. I mean, from the silly, uh, so-and-so wants to know if you want to join the Brady Bunch trivia group. Ignore. I see a lot on there for animals, and I wanted to kind of put it out there like, are we diluting the waters here on Facebook by by fashioning these kind of uh, grassroots groups? Are they taking away from the bigger, more well-known groups that are actually generating capital and uh, we're and doing some good as far as spaying and neutering and saving strays and saving shelters in general? Are these little groups that our, our bored friends are putting together on Facebook, are they chipping away at a larger stone and taking away something that's been around for 20 years and, and work? I'm going to go and see if I can add Bob Barker as a friend. Do you think he would accept my ad? I think he would. I think he might. Gee, saw that tanning. He doesn't even have much of a face left. But you tell me, is Facebook chipping away at the large stone of animal causes? Hit me up at VinnyAnimalRadio.com. When it comes to controlling cat box odor, there's no such thing as good enough. Buy the best or smell the rest. In other words, get World's Best Cat Litter with patented formulas made from whole kernel corn. World's Best Cat Litter is 100% natural and scientifically proven to deliver unsurpassed odor control, compact clumping, and longer-lasting use. See what a difference just one bag makes. And for a limited time, save big when you buy. To download a coupon, go to worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K9 Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. It's so easy to get into debt, and it can be so hard to get yourself out. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Today, many people find that they have credit card balances that are out of control. And when they realize they're in serious debt, they don't know what to do. If this sounds like you, talk to us before your situation gets worse. If you have over $12,000 in credit card bills, call Debt Settlement USA for a free consultation. We have a proven program that can cut the amount you owe and get you out of debt faster than you think. Every day we help people with too much credit card debt. Find out what we can do for you. Call Debt Settlement USA for a free consultation. Your call is confidential and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. It's Animal Radio. 
We're lucky dogs celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every weekend. Welcome, one and all. 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, just working his way into the studio there. We're all here for you. I have a little stomach ache because I'm still eating Halloween candy from last week there. Slow down. I'm sorry about that. Hey, Vlade, how you doing? Wonderful. Thank you. How are you? Uh, Very good. Uh, Did you uh, trick-or-treat last week? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, In fact, my Mika did, too. (laughs) And was dressed up as an Orange (laughs) County Sheriff? Yeah, we we put on her sheriff's costume, so... You know, she was going with me in a little bit in our neighbor uh, houses and uh, did her job. Oh, People good. love her. Very good. 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 Well, we'll go to the phones with you in just a, a couple of seconds here. We have Kinky Friedman. He's on, uh, I think this is his fourth time. Last time he was running for governor. He's running for governor again. And, of course, he's a big animal advocate. So anything he does governor-wise means it's all good for the animals. Yes. And he's doing this in the state of Texas. And we know that Texas isn't exactly the most compassionate state for animals. They still have canned hunts and some weird things going on. So I'd like to see Kinky uh, definitely pick up, be governor. Is there a chance, Kinky? Well, there's a big chance, Hal, because uh, this time I've seen the light. You know, I mean, I'm running in the Democratic primary. I'm running as a Democrat. And I'm saying power to the people. You know, the old slogan has finally become relevant again, I think, all across America, because the politicians have hijacked that power from us. Ah. And mm-hmm. it's time we got it back. What is, uh, what is your platform, especially with regard to the animals? Uh, initially, I'm saying no death penalty, and that cuts across the boards. That means that, that some of these towns better get it together, because uh, they're not going to be able to kill cats and dogs and animals at the pound. Uh, and also, uh, no killing people. And, you know, I, I tell the Christians here in Texas that I'm sorry you have to hear this from a Jew, but that's who you heard it from the first time. <laughs> uh, very then there's, a few, there's a few little things like education. You know, we're, we're 49th in education. We might do a little work there. Yeah, yeah. I want to give all the teachers... Three thousand dollars salary raise across the boards. Now, Vlade, you had a, you had a quick question about uh, about Kinky's dog. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Kinky, you're with Vlade, Russian dog wizard, world famous Russian dog wizard. Like we, like Hell likes to add all the time, and he's right. Uh, you mentioned you have a dog uh, in your household. I hope not Chihuahua. Yeah. Mine are all much, and this is really my house is an assisted living community. These are very old dogs, and I'm old. I used to say I was too young for Medicare and too old for women to care, but uh, now, now in, in two weeks that won't be true. Uh-oh. Oh, very good. You know, I also believe when I finish my professional career as a dog trainer, I also will turn to the politics. And I'd, 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 like, to, I'd like to offer him the uh, spot for lieutenant governor here Ooh. in Texas. There you go. Would you like to be lieutenant governor for Texas, Vlade? Oh, I will. I will do it in in the heartbeat because of you know I have economical degree and uh, I, I I'm pretty sure I have a lot of similarity with the Democrat. Oh, I'll let you two talk about this off air there, uh, Kinky. Yeah, we, we'll, do a, we'll do a backroom deal. Yeah, yeah, Kinky, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully, we'll see you next year again. Calling us from the White House. Well, I guess it won't be the White House. It'll be the Capitol. Governor, Governor's Governor, man, Governor, Governor's man. mansion. Peace. We'll see you down the highway. This is Animal Radio. Hi, this is Eric Dane on Animal Radio, reminding you to spay and neuter your pets. This is Animal Radio, baby. 
I'm just looking through this month's issue of Fido Friendly Magazine. I'm so excited. Very proud to see right across from Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is a full-page picture of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. And if you want to see a very cute dog. A little holiday greeting. A little holiday greeting from all of us here at Animal Radio. That's on. Are you page. proud about me or, or the picture of you? I'm always video. proud about you. I'm proud about right. everybody here at Animal Radio, and especially Dr. Debbie today, who has a photographer following her around, and yeah. I don't know what that's about, but we're going to find out. Last week, we were going to have the Oak Ridge Boys on. Yeah. First time we've been stiffed in the history they, of Animal Radio. They won't even return my phone calls now. They know yeah. they Oak did Ridge us boys. wrong. Boys. They're yeah. scared. They're frightened of us now. Yeah. Yeah. They have a new single out, by the way. one 405 Hi, Christine. What's your problem? Well, um, I have two dogs. My first one is Max. I got him from the pound. He is two turning three. Uh-huh. My second one is Izzy. She just turned three. She is a very smart dog, and she's an American Eskimo. Uh-huh. My problem with her is that she rolls in pee and taught the other dogs how to and always gets in fights. One time she drew blood from Max. Oh. I'm a serious dog lover, but I don't know what to do with her, oh. and I really want to keep her. Okay, what do you think, Vlade? Christine, uh, sweetheart, how old are you? I'm 12. Okay, God bless your heart. You're calling us, you're listening to Animal Radio, my, my, my friend. You know, dealing with the situation, I would really would prefer, so maybe your parents would be staying with you right now, because dealing with the dogs who shows aggressive issues, this is the really serious situation. Um, I would, um, right now, just talking to you, I would give you general guidelines. When two dogs don't get along with each other, the psychology behind how to make them get along would be very similar. And everyone who is listening to me right now, people, you will recollect from your memory just like that. It's a very similar with um, raising two kids who don't, don't get along with each other. Christina, do you have a sister or brother? Um, yeah, a half-sister and a half-brother. Okay, did you raise with them together, or just you were seeing each other once in a while? Huh, um, well, my dad lives down the street, and my grandma, I live at my grandma's, and my mom always visits. Okay, so, um, I'm not sure if you, if you had that experience, but in, in the general is, if two kids are in trouble, they both in trouble, they becoming friends. So psychology, because it's a very, my unique psychology of fixing Two dogs who are uh, fighting or basically um, misbehaving in the presence of each other. Create the environment where both of them are in trouble. How to do this? Start with ignoring. Uh, basically, cold shoulder, no attention to each of them, to, to none of them. Uh, of course, you cannot ignore misbehavior, and if they're misbehaving, uh, they must be corrected. Um, after that, one dog at a time needs to go through very solid obedience training. Through reinforced obedience training, reinforced obedience training means your dog must do something in the time 
when they would rather not. It is my experience, most dogs who are fighting, they are bed sleepers, they sleep in the beds, they are free eaters, they have access to the food all the time, and not really obedience training, solid obedience training in the background. They do on their own, they do something, you know, when nobody is around, but we don't need people any obedience out of our pets when, uh, when, we're, when, when we are alone with, with them in, in the privacy of our living room. We do need obedience out of them if they uh, squirrel run across the street or mailman is knocking on your door this is the only time and in that particular time they are not listening to us so I would stop them from barking at all the great device your parents can check by name pet convincer because what I learned just two things uh, stopping the dogs from barking and stopping the dogs from pulling on the leash if you will stop those two behavior problems, the rest of the problems such as fighting among themselves and misbehaving will be seized in 80%. So that's what my starting point would be to start to deal with your behavior problems. But it always comes to who is the boss. If the dogs think they are the boss, they're going to behave like this. If the human will be boss, uh, dogs will be uh, treated as the dogs and their social position will be much lower than human social position. Normally, all behavior problems resolved instantly. Christine, let me guess. The dogs sleep in the bed, don't they? Yep. Yep, okay. <laughs> and they pull on the leash, Christine. Tell us honestly. Do they yeah. pull on the leash? Yeah. Yeah. And they barking. If somebody knocks the door, they... Ah, 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 ah. Uh-huh. Yes? Yeah. Um, so, so I have to, like, um, put my foot down, sort of. You tell yes. them that you're boss, right? That's your yeah. boss. Yes, we're good. Yes. So I think you know the solution there. You you got to be alpha here. You got to be the number one there, and hopefully they'll get along a little better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not like a attention thing. Like I'm not paying enough attention. No, no, no. You're giving the wrong attention, Christine. I admire your, you're a sweetheart. You really would like to get into this. Um, I wish you would be in California. I would take you as the junior trainer. You're really good. You're really good. She's smart. You're very smart. She is. She is. She is. Uh, but but I believe I believe this is not about the lack of your attention. This is about wrong attention. You know, mm-hmm. you need to. They need to receive no attention at this point. For uh, you know, because they need to understand the world. World has changed. I mean, they are not there. See, it's okay for subordinate to solicit to solicit attention from the leaders but it's not okay for the leaders always give subordinates their attention just be very reserved and give the attention when they deserve you say come the dog comes tell the dog sit the dog sits give the piece of cheese piece of treats if the dog comes to you and demand for attention or you're watching tv just get up and leave the room or just push the dog away from you and just go somewhere else if uh, you know if you, you don't afraid the dog can snap or something like that and christine you might want to ask your parents to get a trainer to work with you to help train your dog a good place for the trainer would be visiting international association of canine professional website which is www.dog pro.org pro like professional dog dog pro dot pro dot org organization org that's the best place to find the best professionals canine professionals in your area where your parents can contact and we'll link to that from animalradio.com to everything you hear on today's show christine we wish you the best of luck there your dog is very lucky to have you as a guardian is what it sounds like (laughs) thank you 1-866-405-8405 
This is Animal Radio Network.